You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. And they're into this wreck. National treasure taken on by Blazing Sevens. Feeds wonders inside. Still work to do with him. National treasure digging in. Blazing Sevens. Mage is third. It's National treasure. It's Blazing Sevens putting on a show. And the Preakness, who's it going to be? It's going to be National treasure. John Velasquez gets his Preakness. And Bob Baffert has won his eighth one. Shout out to NBC uh, for, uh, for the call on the Preakness. Some say, you know, that last 10 seconds, 15 seconds in horse racing, horse racing, some of the most exciting in sport. And so Bob Baffert, not allowed to race uh, at, at the Kentucky Derby um, because of some shady stuff, uh, but is able to ra- race at the Preakness and wins his eighth Preakness um, with National Treasury. Talked about it extensively on the show yesterday. We got you ready. Vince Roth joined us on the program from Final Furlong. He said that that was his horse. He felt he was going to win. I played a trifecta with both Mage and National Treasure, finishing first uh, and second. Blazing Sevens came in second, and Mage came in third. So what does that mean? Uh, shout out to, to Bob Baffert uh, for winning, again, eight Preakness races. It's it's really unbelievable. Uh, but unfortunately, as we know, the, the Belmont Stakes happening just a few more weeks uh, away for us here in our own backyard, and unfortunately... Uh, not another shot of a triple crown uh, since Justify won it in 2018. So uh, but big shout out to National Treasure. If you did tune into the show and you listened to uh, what uh, Vince Roth had to say, well, then winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, you're playing with uh, with house money today if you are going to wager on any NBA or NHL games heading into this afternoon. So Anita Marks with you. Uh, we're going to spend the first hour. We're going to talk some some Major League Baseball. Rob Dibble, former Major League Baseball pitcher, is going to join us on the program. Coming your way in about 20 minutes, we'll do a deep dive into the Yankees as uh, as they win yet again. Uh, they beat Cincinnati uh, yesterday 7-4 to four, uh, in extra innings. Aaron Judge does it again. No surprise there. Four hits and an RBI double that got Rizzo to score. And sure enough, uh, the Yankees now, they've won three straight. And seven and three, their last 10 games. Uh, Aaron Judge, since recovering from that hip issue and in, in off the IL, he's batting 378, seven home runs, 18 RBIs. Rizzo, as well, is doing great. These two guys really uh, keeping this team afloat. 303 batting average, 11 home runs, 28 RBIs. And uh, they're at it today early, though. Keep in mind, you've got an early game on Peacock, I believe. Got right. And by the way, we've got. Uh, Tom and Joe, who are producing the show. Uh, guys, today it's it's on Peacock, right? The early game, 11.35, first pitch? That is correct. Yeah, so do you guys do you guys dig that? You like that? You like the early game? I, I... No. Yeah. I, I hate the games on Peacock because every, cause I've, I've heard many people complain about it and I have the same reasoning. It's that there's so many different streaming services now that they're making exclusive deals with. I guess Sunday games every now and again, that's fine. But you already have the Yankees on Amazon on Thursday nights or Wednesday nights, whenever it is. Like, to black out another Yankee game is a little stretching it for me. Um, but I just don't like the whole Peacock vehicle to begin with, really. Joe, any thoughts? I don't like, you know, Major League Baseball basically hiding their product behind a paywall because... I hate to break it to you, Yankee fans. If you have never watched a Peacock game before, 
you have to pay for this game. It is not free. It, and I, I just I don't see how this, as a entire product for Major League Baseball, is beneficial. To I, I get putting the game on at 11:30. That's all well and fine, and it gets younger viewers the chance to actually see an entire ball game. But to put it behind a paywall, I I, I think is more damaging the sport than being beneficial and the same go, the same thing goes for Apple and, and the Amazon sort of thing. So I am completely against putting games on, on streaming services just because it limits the amount of viewers and basically the whole premise for why you would do it, it's doing the exact opposite. Why, why do you feel, why do they feel that, that 11.35 a.m. game is, is going to bring in younger viewers? What, what's the premise there? I mean, I think I, I'm just grasping at straws. That's the only thing that I can guess. I think that's mm-hmm. the reason why NBC, you know, that the reason why every game now on Sundays starts at 135 or 235 is because NBC paid for that time slot. No, nothing can start until 135 if there's a Peacock game on. So I would assume it's because it's the 1135 vehicle. They're, they're assuming that younger viewers will be up and will be, you know, not as, you know, not at a play date or whatever or through their day because, you know, kids get up at what, seven o'clock in the morning on, on the weekends, you know, all the morning activities could be over at that point, getting home from swimming lessons or karate or whatever. And you turn on the game and, and it's right there, but do it on, regular NBC or a, a different channel and you know do, again don't hide it behind the $20 paywall they probably also just want the sole slot what Joe was kind of hinting at of having that two-hour gap between your game and the next game which not a lot of games can really have normally of course you got Sunday night baseball now which is usually the only prime time game because most of the games on Sundays are at 11 and 4 p.m. so by enabling them to start at 11.35, it's really the only one baseball game you can tune into. So that's what they're. I think they're trying to do, is just be that one game and try and draw in that total baseball audience. Because if your local team is playing on your local station and they have a Peacock game at 1 o'clock, no one's going to watch that Peacock game, unless it's your local team, maybe. I hear you. I hear you. Way to make money. But I, I find it, like, listen, again, as I say pretty much, Often I own dogs. I don't own children. I, I don't, I don't know what the life um, routine is for a parent on a Sunday with kids, especially kids who, who, who are athletic. Uh, when are you home? When are you not? Um, you know, th- that motivational force of, of having this game at 1135 AM uh, Eastern time, uh, what, what that will do. Um, and it, interesting. I just find it interesting. What say you 800-919-3776 Yankee fans? Uh, happy? upset uh, that uh, a you're gonna have to pay extra money to watch uh, this game uh, against Cincinnati this afternoon or this morning and um, just out of curiosity love it hate it thumbs up thumbs down uh, also for the Mets by the way uh, you've got a double header and a beautiful afternoon so if you're heading out to the ballpark uh, wow uh, you got Max Scherzer up first first pitch is at 140 and then later on tonight the ESPN game tonight Justin Verlander uh, going up against Beaver, which is, is going to be great as the Mets uh, take on Cleveland. So that doubleheader, because, of course, they were rained out yesterday. Weather conditions were absolutely horrible. Like I said, Rob Dibble, uh, former Major League pitcher, also has his own radio show 
on ESPN up in Connecticut is going to join us. We'll talk uh, Major League Baseball, get his thoughts on Aaron Hicks. As we know, no longer a Yankee. I know Yankee fans feel good about that. Again, 800-919-3776. You got to feel good about this Yankees team and how they're playing right now as opposed to how they started off the season. That's for sure. Uh, still in it to win it. Still a lot, a, lot of, a lot of baseball to be played. And the Yankees obviously have turned it around as of late. So we'll get your calls. Also, a lot of NBA. We got Nick Friedell, who's going to be joining us at 10 o'clock as well. Lakers going up against Denver last night. And the Lakers lose. 119 to 108. They just don't have an answer for Jamal Murray. We'll dive into all that. You've got another game later on tonight with the Heat and the Boston Celtics. That's going to be fun. So now Denver's up 3-0 in that series. What can the Miami Heat do? They're up 2-0. The difference is they're back at home now. And guess what? They're getting three, getting three and a half. Uh, Very bizarre to me, but nonetheless, that's the line right now. So the Miami Heat back in Miami, back in the 305, a big whiteout, I'm sure, tonight uh, at, at the AAA Arena down there in downtown Miami. So we'll talk a lot of NBA. We'll have a click or don't click. Um, obviously you just heard our, our golf show. We've got a championship PJ championship coming your way, uh, today, Sunday, final round. It's going to be fun. NHL, the Florida Panthers. What? As I said before, just marinating that for a minute, both the Florida Panthers and the Miami heat come into the postseason as the last seed in the postseason in the NHL and NBA. And now are, are just kicking butt and taking names. Uh, there's something in that water down in Florida. That's for sure. Again, Anita Marks with you. It is Sunday Funday. We'll open up the phone lines. 800-919-3776. Uh, right here, Sunday Funday on 90.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I went to go see a play last night. Um, It was called uh, Without You with... um, Anthony Rapp, who was, and, and well, let me, let me rewind. Um, Tom and Joe, do you guys ever see the play Rent? I have heard of it, yeah. That's the 
musical with like some number like is one of the name songs like 9000 whatever minutes or something like that right <laughs> yes um yes exactly um so so rent uh has to be one of my favorite broadway plays I- i'd say i'd say definitely definitely top three right um and uh, i, I want to call up uh, just to give it i'm i'm uh i'm calling up there we go. Okay. So Rent, Rent is a, it, it's pretty much like a rock musical. And Jonathan Larson was a guy who wrote it. Um, and it, it's about a, a group of, of young kids who, who live in, in New York City uh, back in the, in, the, in the early 80s. And, um, and the majority of them are HIV positive and they're dealing with a number of, of stuff. Um, and in it, it's their friendship, it's their life, it's their it's their trials, their tribulations, and the the, the music that Jonathan Larson wrote uh, for this musical was is hands down the the absolute best. And unfortunately, the night before it opened, he died of an aneurysm, and uh, and never really got to see the success of the play. And so this is this is a, an extension of the story behind that um, of Jonathan Larson passing away uh, from one of the, the, the lead actors uh, who played it anyway. I, so I just share that with you just to say, I, I love Broadway. I just love it. It's so fantastic. Uh, one of the, my favorite things about living here in the Northeast and living in New York city. And this is a small off the beaten path, little theater. Uh, and it's called without you. And it's just, it's, it's, it's about the storyline behind rent and if you loved Rent, you will love, love this play. So I uh, highly recommend you go see it. 800-919-3776. Uh, on top of that, was able to get home in time to watch the end of the Lakers-Denver Nuggets game where Denver won 118-108. to 108. Jokic, no triple-double, but was solid. 24 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Jamal Murray, 37 points, 5 of 11 from downtown. At the end of the day, just the Lakers just don't have an answer for Jamal Murray. LeBron James is not healthy enough to defend him, uh, and, and nobody else really can either. And, um, you know, there's, there's obviously quite a few games where he started off slow and ended strong that we saw in Game 2. Michael Porter Jr. as well. As a whole, I just feel like even heading into the postseason, I just felt as a whole, you know, Denver had the most complete team. And we're seeing how that's being played out right now. Michael Porter Jr., 10 rebounds, 14 points. He's averaging a double-double. Uh, love over rebounds for him. If you listened to the show yesterday, that's what I told you to play. Uh, as a team, Denver shot 50% from the field, 41.5% from three, had 39 rebounds and only five turnovers. What was the difference? The Lakers as a whole only shot 45% from the field, only 31% from downtown. They actually out-rebounded the, the Denver Nuggets, but had 12 turnovers. So uh, the difference in the, in, in the ball game here, again, Denver shooting better from the field, shooting better from behind the arc, and fewer turnovers. That's really it. We, we have commended uh, what, the, what the Lakers have been able to do or what they were able to do at, at the trade deadline. And what this Lakers team has done this, this postseason has been amazing, right? To get into contention where uh, they, were, they were able to participate in the postseason 
and the run that they have gone uh, on and, and even belt beating the Golden State Warriors. Really, really impressive. But I truly believe that they have met their match here with the Denver Nuggets. And I did not understand coming into the postseason why Denver wasn't more respected here. You know, they were, I want to say they were even third. Uh, you had the Boston Celtics. You had the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Even I want to say even the Golden State Warriors who were favored in front of them to win the championship. I didn't understand it. Best team in the NBA at home. The most complete team in the NBA. And now we're seeing how this plays out. So now they're favored to win the championship. But I was on this be- before the, the postseason even began. And, and on top of that, I was telling people, put your money on Jokic to win the finals MVP. And I still believe he will. But I think Jamal Murray at this point in the game is going to give him a good run for his money. Uh, based especially on, on, on last night's performance, putting up 37 points and also coming back in game two, what he was able to do in game two in, in the second half, let alone the fourth quarter, for Denver, Denver to come back at home and beat the Lakers. LeBron James, 23 points, 12 assists, seven rebounds, uh, eight for 19 from the field, three of nine from downtown. He was 0 for 6 from downtown in game two played 43 minutes. I just think he's spent, you know, he's played almost 600 minutes in the postseason. He's dealing with a bum ankle and father time obviously is not on his side. And, and the, and the supporting cast that we have commended the Lakers for acquiring at the trade deadline are not delivering D'Angelo Russell, only three points. What's that about? So it's, it's just, to me, it's this pick your poison with Denver. If you're going to double team Jokic, Nobody can cover Murray. And Michael Porter is, and, and as well as Brown, are delivering. If, you're not, if, if, if you don't double-team Jokic, he's going to kill you with a triple-double. He's going to kill you, period. So, uh, dare I say sweep? Um, I, I, I think Denver wins again. I, I think Denver sweeps the Lakers. Uh, I truly do. I want to get into a discussion in the show, maybe, you know, maybe this is in the second hour about legacy, because I find it interesting, right? We, we've got LeBron James and and we like to talk about LeBron's legacy a lot and what this postseason might mean in his legacy. If it does at all, I'm curious, we'll open up the phone lines. And also right now we've got Brooks Kepka and his legacy trying to win the PGA championship. We've got two superstars, at their sport uh, with, I believe, legacy conversation to be had. And I'd like to do that at some point in time today on the program. So uh, so, so we'll get there. Uh, when we come back, Rob Dibble, uh, former Major League Baseball pitcher, is going to be joining us here. We'll talk Yankees. We'll get his talk. We'll get his thoughts on the league as a whole, as well as the Mets. Nick Friedell, who covers... The NBA is going to join us at 10 o'clock. We'll have a click or don't click. We'll open up the phone lines. Uh, We'll we'll dive into a lot today. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday Funday here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday Funday. Rob Dibble joins us now. He's got his own radio show on ESPN up there in Connecticut. Uh, And so, so gracious to join us on this Sunday morning. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Anita? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. A uh, lot going on, obviously, Preakness yesterday. 
National yep. Treasure wins. I that winning horse, National Treasure, on my show. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, not because I know anything about horse racing, because I like the movie. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I hear you. I feel you. Uh, we've got PGA Championship, Brooks Kepka uh, trying to win his fifth major uh, to, yep. uh, you know, we're, we're going to get into a discussion of, of legacy here on the show this, this morning. And um, obviously NBA championship uh, playoff basketball happening right now. And, and you're on here to, to talk about the Yankees and the Mets. So it's, it's all good, my friend. Oh yeah. And there's a lot to talk about. I mean, it, it, it's a battle of underachieving for the two New York teams. <laughs> so it'll be yeah, a lot that's, of fun. that's for sure. All right. So first things first, uh, as we know, this Yankees team, they beat the Reds uh, in extra innings yesterday, seven, four, ever since Aaron Judge has, has come off the IL with that hip issue, Boy, uh, he's just been crushing it, batting 378, seven home runs, 18 RBIs. I know you and I talked about it. Like, should, should have, could have, would have uh, the, the Yankees give him, pay him, pay that man his money, uh, pay that man his money. And sure enough, uh, you know, scary start, obviously, to the season. Oh, no, is Aaron Judge going to stay healthy? Can he? Will he? And uh, but, man, uh, Yankee fans have to feel really good about what they've seen from him right now. Well, and the injury was stupid. It was a five nothing game, and he steals third. That that should never happen again. That that that's on Aaron Boone and the coaching staff and Brian Cashman. Tell the kid, listen, we don't win without you. So um, it, it happened years ago with Ken Griffey Jr. when he's playing for the Reds. The Reds were nothing without him. You know, you got to have that bat in the middle of the lineup because it changes the mentality of the pitching staff facing you. If there's no protection for these other guys, and I'll tell you what, Anthony Rizzo's been amazing. Um, even even when uh, Judge was out, he was fantastic. But the Yankees scored uh, a run less per game without Aaron Judge. I mean, when that guy's in there, whether you walk him and put him on base, he can steal bases and uh, you know run around the bases as fast as anybody in the league. Um, but but you know he's he's the type of guy that gets everybody around him better pitches. So when Aaron Judge isn't in the lineup, um, it, it's it's a huge effect on the rest of the team. Absolutely. And you talk about Rizzo batting 303, 11 home runs, 28 RBIs as well. Great one-two punch with those two guys in the lineup. No denying that. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on with Aaron Hicks or what's not happening with Aaron Hicks, right? $27.6 million cut, two and a half years still remaining on that deal. Greg Allen trade that goes down with Boston. So now he's going to be wearing the pinstripes. Uh, but this is Aaron Hicks. He was only batting 188. Had one home run, five RBIs, and 20, 28 at bats. Uh, so you know, just just uh, you know, you've got a Yankees team cutting that fat off that meat. Your your thoughts on the decision with Aaron Hicks? He hasn't hit since he got the extension. Uh, I, I mean, if, if you go back a couple of years um, and he got the extension, probably around twenty twenty, um, hit two twenty five, one ninety four, two sixteen. The power numbers dropped off. And, uh, you know, that, that's, the, that's the big thing. You know, now they don't care about your batting average. You could hit 200, but you got to have power numbers. you got to drive in runs. And, uh, and, he, and he wasn't even playing great defense anymore. So he's one of those guys that, um, it, you know, he was, he was declining in, in uh, statistics, but because of, you know, his stature on the team, he got extended. They didn't want to lose him. He's a great teammate. Uh, a, a great part of the Yankees organization, but you can't pay guys for being good people. You got to pay them for being great baseball players. So the last three years, honestly, I've talked about it extensively the last two years. I don't want anybody to get cut and eat. I hate when people lose jobs, 
but the guy wasn't pulling his weight. So the Yankees had to make a move. And Greg Allen came up and was great like two years ago uh, for a two-month stretch and then got sent back down because you kept a lot of these older guys. And so one of the biggest problems right now with the Yankees is these uh, expiring contracts. John Carlos Stanton, you owe him a ton of money. Josh Donaldson, you owe him a money, a lot of money. So, um, you, you know, it, in, in order to make room for guys that actually have potential and can play and, and make a difference in the lineup, the Yankees in, in a move to try to get a little bit younger. And I'm not saying Greg Allen is younger, but he's a, he's a better version of what Aaron Hicks used to be. So it's just the, you, you've got to make moves like that. If, you, if you're the Yankees, you know you're starting to get on a roll. You're winning some games, um, and, and you're trying to stay close right now in, in your division with Tampa Bay and Toronto. So I, I think that the Yankees had to make a move with Aaron Hicks. It's unfortunate. Um, but Aaron Hicks being the class act that he is, he's not bitter. He says it was the greatest time of his life being a Yankee. You know, and, and again, uh, we've got Rob Dibble joining us here on 98.7 ESPN talking all things Major League Baseball. Taking a look at that American League East, Tampa Bay, as you said, they've been on a tear, 34-13. and 13. The Orioles, surprising a lot of people, 30-16. and 16. The Yankees at 28-20, and 20. they're six and a half games back to the Rays. Boston on their coattail at 26-20. and 20. Toronto, who I felt was going to be the king of the division, uh, now the cellar dweller at 25-21. This is a competitive division. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a Yankees team. They've won three straight. They've won seven of their last 10 games and they are only getting healthier. Severino uh, today, 1135 a.m. First pitch on that Peacock station. We'll get into that in a second. His season debut. Herman, we know, suspended for the sticky stuff. He's expected back. Donaldson, Stanton, Trevino. I, I mean, this is this is a Yankees team that's, you know, treading water right now, staying in the thick of it and they still don't have a lot of their best pieces active and attractive, Rob. No, and, and here's the thing. They've got some good young players, and, you know, Volpe's gonna, he's going to hit, but he's, he's a better defensive option than that Kiner Falefa, who was supposed to be a gold-glove shortstop. You've got to be strong up the middle in the major leagues. You know, catching, uh, shortstop, second base, center field. That, that's where it all starts. And then you're pitching, and hopefully your bullpen um, does the job. And the Yankees have, have really – got Michael King back. Um, they, they've gotten some guys back in their bullpen the last couple of months. And that's, that's one of the reasons why they're successful is that when they turn the ball over in the sixth or seventh inning, um, they've got guys that can bridge the gap. So the, the Yankees win a lot of ball games with their bullpen. They're winning a lot of ball games right now with better defense. And that means not having John Carlos Stanton in the outfield or Aaron Hicks and, and old legs, guys that can't get the ball. And I, I think you're seeing a lot of it, you know, even, uh, you know, some of the guys that are filling in, Cabrera and some of these other guys, um, they're, they're able to play a, a number of different positions and play them well. Glaber Torres, I think the best thing that happened to him was losing his job because he's hungry now. And anytime you put that kid in the lineup, he busts his butt to, to you know, uh, be great. So I think, the, like you said, it, I, I've always thought the American League East is one of the best divisions in baseball. Um, e- even the Red Sox this year, much better hitting team, hitting around 270. Um, much better pitching than people gave them credit for. And I, I think a lot of that was Kenley Jansen. Now, he's had his struggles as of late, but every closer goes through uh, a week or two where he's not getting anybody out. Um, but, you know, it solidifies jobs. They actually um, sent down Ryan Brazer the other day. They're, they're making room for younger, stronger arms. So whether it's the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Yankees, being behind the Orioles, and we haven't even touched on them, they're a great young ball club. 
Um, you, you know, some of these teams, they, you know, nobody picked them because nobody thought these young guys would all gel together. But like where, where we see with the Diamondbacks and the Pirates and these other teams, you add an, Aaron, an Andrew McCutcheon or like with the Diamondbacks, Lourdes uh, Gurriel Jr., who had all those great years with Toronto Blue Jays, you put him in the lineup with Christian Walker out there in Arizona, it, it ignites these guys. And they don't know they're supposed to, you know, stink. You know, the Padres have been struggling, the Dodgers have been struggling, and these guys are like, listen, we're the future. So I, I, I love what the Yankees and what some of these other teams are doing. Now, one of the reasons the Mets are struggling, they got a lot of old guys. A lot, a lot of old guys, and if they, if they struggle, whether it's Berlander, or Scherzer, uh, Lindor, Alonzo's got a lot of home runs, but he, he's had some uh, rough weeks. McNeil has yet to be the McNeil that he was last year. So when you we look at some of these old guys, they're just not cutting it right now anymore. I hear you. And, and looking at the at the Mets, uh, big doubleheader today, beautiful weather conditions here in New York, um, kicking off with Max Scherzer at 140, and then, uh, and then Justin Verlander, that's the ESPN night game at 7 o'clock. Uh, taking a look at this uh, National League East, Atlanta, uh, kicking butt and taking aims, uh, 28 and 17. Miami, the Marlins right behind him. The Mets at 23, 23. They're at 500. Their game was, of course, uh, postponed, and, and that's why we're having a double header today. But they're five and a half games back. If I was to ask you if you could pick one of these two teams that you feel are going to be competing in the postseason, it sounds to me that it'd be more the Yankees than the Mets, right? Uh, well, the Yankees, the, the Edwin Diaz injury killed them. Because then everybody else gets pushed up, although Dave Robertson's been fantastic closing. Um, but the Braves just have a great team. Acuna Jr. is having an MVP year. Matt Olson is having an MVP year. And you need that. You need a bunch of these guys. And they've got a great young team that they've given a lot of uh, team-favorable contracts to that they'll be great for the next five years. So when you look at the Atlanta Braves, that's the only reason I would say the Mets and the Phillies and teams like that, they could make the wild card. But I think, I think the Braves, as long as they stay healthy pitching and uh, with those guys in the line, I mean, Acuna Jr. is one of the top five players in baseball nobody knows about. Um, we do because we cover sports. But I, I finally saw the kid do a national uh, commercial. I mean, he's a wonderful player. And, uh, you know, nobody knows about him because Major League Baseball does a poor job of, of uh, marketing their great mm-hmm. young players. But the Braves are, are just littered with talent. And they also got Sean Murphy, the Oakland A's. I, I want to make that point. They they decimated their team. They traded a bunch of guys away. Matt Chapman's played third baseman for the Blue Jays. He's a gold glover, does a great job on the Blue Jays. But Matt Olson and uh, Sean Murphy both traded from the Oakland A's to the Braves. That that just absolutely finished that, that team and put them over the top. So, uh, you know, the, when, when you look at the Braves, they've made great moves, great signings of young players. Um, and they're going to be great for the next five years. Rob Dibble joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Rob, before we let you go, let's look big picture, some of the big storylines out there, and obviously the sticky, the, the sticky substance, which hit home here in New York with Herman as well as Max Scherzer. Uh, here's what I don't understand. Um, if you're allowing them to use the, you know, that the, the, the I want to call it like the clay bag, I mean the powder bag, whatever. The rosin. The, yeah. the, there you go. Thank you very much. Um, you, you, I mean, who, who's to say, oh, you're using too much. Oh, wait a minute. I, I used sun, sun tan or, or, you know, sunscreen on my face. And then I, and then I grabbed the bag and there, therefore it got a little sticky because it's now compounded with the sunscreen. Like, how do you police this thing? Can you? Exactly. 
Well, and, and listen, I use Gatorade and rosin to, to create a sticky substance. They're both legal substances. One's on the bench, one's on the mount. You know, if you're talking about sweat or, uh, you know, sunscreen or any of this other stuff, it, it's, it's found on a baseball field. And now you're trying to police them, and you'll say, okay, go in and, and – have you ever washed your hands with alcohol? I know you have. It's, it's, it's going to dry it out, and whatever you reapply, it's going to be even stickier. So it's, it, their, their methods, and, and even having these officials that are underneath the stadium, it's just cheap, treating them like children. I, I've said this for years. Come up with an official substance that everybody can agree on. The hitters are allowed to use pine tar and the Manny Mota stick and the stickiest substance known to man. It reminds me of Lester Hayes and Fred Bolitnikoff from the 70s. They used to put that goop on their socks. Um, this is what the pitchers are using. This is, And they're not even that great at it. Some of these guys, uh, Dylan Bundy just got caught for it in the minor leagues. Um, he's trying to make it back to the big leagues. He's got a 10-ERA. It's like, so if you keep calling them cheaters, they're not doing a really good job of it. They're just trying to get a better curveball. They're trying to get better, uh, you, you know, grip on the baseball because these baseballs have a powdery substance. It's like footballs. You know when they, they said the quarterbacks could rub up the footballs and that whole Tom Brady thing? Well, that's because they come built in with a sheen on them. Baseballs are the same way. you got to rub them up, and you got to rub that crap off of it so it's not slippery, like a, like a, a cue ball from a billiards table. So everybody does it. Come up with something that you know everybody can agree upon, and it would knock off treating these kids like you know they're in fifth grade. It's just embarrassing to Major League Baseball. Hey, before we let you go, big picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my own horn here. My favorite futures bet heading into this season was Arizona over 74 and a half wins. Uh, they are 26 and 20. They're second in the National League East, right behind the Dodgers at 29 18. Uh, they definitely have have surprised a lot of folks. And uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates at the top of the uh, National League Central. I mean, the American League, National, sorry, National League Central, uh, right behind, right, right actually um, in front of Milwaukee and in the Cubs and St. Louis and Cincinnati. So uh, let's talk about Arizona and Pittsburgh. How much of a surprise is, has, has their season been to you as well? Well, it's a surprise, but it's, it's not something that – I mean, Christian Walker, like Acuna Jr., having an MVP year. And by the way, one of the fastest players on the planet. Um, people that, that should be watching the Arizona Diamondbacks play, you will enjoy watching Christian Walker. He is mm-hmm. unbelievable on a baseball field. Um, but when you, when you look at some of the other guys, um, you brought in, like I said, Guriel Jr., you brought in McCutcheon, you add leadership. And these kids learn how to prepare every day, how to not just watch tape and worry about analytics and all the other stuff. They, they learn how to take batting practice properly. They learn how to – uh, get jumps on and steal bases properly. So it's almost like having a player coach with these older guys. But no, I love Arizona, um, and 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 Tori Lavello does a great job of managing that team. It's like Kevin Cash with Tampa Bay. When you let these guys actually coach and manage, um, they they're very effective, you know. And and they check your ego at the door. And I think a lot of these guys that probably were entitled players and came up and were like, ah, I'm just gonna you know collect my paycheck every two weeks. No. You're going to play baseball. And so the Pirates, they signed Brian Reynolds to a long-term extension. Great job. They didn't trade him last year. They were talking about it. Uh, the Yankees and the Mets wanted him, um, and they didn't. So Brian Reynolds is the, is the mainstay stud on the Pirates. Um, Christian Walker is your, your stud in the middle of the lineup uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So great great picks by you, by the way, because the, the Diamondbacks, this is, this is the year where everybody probably picked the Padres 
and the Dodgers and and the nobody was picking the Diamondbacks. So that's a great pick. I well, I just I picked them over again over seventy four and a half wins. I think they're going to surpass that. And by the way, you could get them right now to go to the playoffs at plus one sixty. So uh, I, I would I would I would run to that window right now. Not walk. I would run. Rob, you you rock as always. So appreciate you, my friend, especially joining us on nope, the, on, no on the sun on this Sunday fun day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, Anita. <laughs> you got it, Rob. Rob Dibble joining us here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, let's open up the phone lines eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Yankee fans, what say you? Uh, get on board now. At the top of the next hour, we switch gears. Uh, Nick Verdell is going to join us. Talk some NBA right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN.